A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. I have one question and one question only, Jules Gill. Have you heard the new ABBA singles? Wait, what? what? There, are, there are many, many things that I think that you would open the podcast with. Usually just yeah. a bit of preamble about who no. we are and what we're doing here. But you're asking me they about... They all know that. The ABBA singles, ABBA? As, in, as in the band ABBA. Waterloo, SOS. They've got new singles, mate. They've got new songs. There's two new no ABBA I songs. I didn't Today? even know they were still alive. <laughs> I don't think most of the world did either. But they are, yeah, they're still alive. They've got new music. They're doing a return gig. They're doing a hologram gig where they'll be performing oh, behind... Man. They'll be performing backstage and the younger versions of themselves will dance across the screen. Don't worry about it. They've got it all figured out. No, they don't have it all figured out because that is something that should be laid to rest. As much no. as I love Waterloo, man, that's absolutely Waterloo. fine. But I don't, I don't think that that needs to be a thing. Like, oh, no it does. Right off into the sunset. Oh God, you uh, you need to get the new songs on. Get the new. They do a do a, do a piano sweep in it where it goes, and it's like, oh, that's that's beautiful. That's not a piano sweep. You've Pretty never heard a piano. If you think that a beautiful, beautiful times. It's um, a sad trombone. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm loving it. Abba in 2021 in the, in oh the year goodness. of our Lord. Um, but also, this is the Untitled Banner podcast. I should have said that at the beginning, but we'll just carry on. It's a gaming <laughs> podcast for the most part. We delve into whatever else is going on. Uh, I'm Scott Tilford, joined by Jules Gill. Hello, everyone. Recovering from the onslaught of information that I give him. Also, there's a new Iron Maiden album out today. Just I Maiden have, I have given it a listen. I thought it's that a good that was... time. It's a solid okay from me. <laughs> I enjoy it. I was hoping that the most uh, that the songs would be more in line with the uh, writing on the wall. That's sort of like bluesy, yeah, sort of like same, rocky yeah. feel. And then it's just like every other song is just like standard made. And I was like, it oh, is a bit. okay, fair enough. Fair I do enough. think it's better than Book of Souls. Not to make this a, a music podcast, I prefer it to Book of Souls. I don't think it's mm. as good as Final Frontier. But um, yeah, if you're a, if you're an Iron Maiden fan, it's a nice return to form. If you didn't, if you yeah. couldn't get away with Book of Souls. But anyway, like they I said, still got the gumption. They still got it. There's a new ACDC album last year. Abba is back and Iron Maiden are back. It's, it's 1986 all over yeah, well, again. I was about to say, what year are we living in? I like? don't even really know. But anyway, the entire Banner podcast, we ask people what they would like us to talk about, different questions, different talking points, and we get to as many as we can. First mm -hmm. question from John Wood. What are your thoughts on famous actors in games? I hate it. It really ruins the immersion for me. Death Stranding, Keanu in Cyberpunk. The only one that worked for me is Kevin Spacey in Call of Duty, which is obviously is a massive role considering the way that that went. But then <laughs> in the replies, we had McAllister NYC saying that, let's be honest, Conan had no business being in Death Stranding. Yeah, what do you think well, of this stuff? See, this is the weird thing is that I actually thought that um, Norman Reedus was one of the shining exemplars of mm. like a, a video game celebrity cameo, as it were, done incredibly well. I right. thought that, like, I don't know if personally uh, that role could have been fulfilled in equal measure by anyone else mm -hmm. but knowing he was tied so heavily with the project I really did feel like it was a nice sense of weight and connection mm -hmm. like I, I think 
when you have celebrity cameos or uh, celebrities in video games, um, having that sort of gravitas and weight of real life people in a video game can actually lend a lot of strength to your story mm -hmm. as well as emotional like uh, resonance as well, because you go, I know that person in real life. Mm. Therefore, I feel a lot more because I know that that's well, I mean, a tangible person. Getting, um, when they got Spacey in uh, Advanced Warfare, that was mm -hmm. solid because he was just coming off of his House of Cards performance. So it was like, exactly. okay. And he was, he was the exact that. same character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I thought that worked like that worked well in Advanced Warfare. I, yeah, I don't mind it. I think that it can be distracting. It depends how much of like an archetype they have established. Like if you're casting mm -hmm. them just to be another role, but in your video game. Um, like I really like Keanu as Johnny Silverhand <clears throat> in uh, Cyberpunk. I feel like that's quite a definitive performance. Like he's made yeah. that character him. And it was a surprise one as well. Like nobody knew that he no. was attached to the project until he suddenly came out and everyone was like, hang on, <laughs> Not even CDPR until 2016 when he, <laughs> he strolled through the door. And then he's like, hey, I'm in the game. I'm a main part of it. And Time I to like, change it all. I, I enjoyed that uh, a lot. Um, and there's a few sort of celebrity cameos or appearances in video games that I do absolutely rate. Like all of Brutal Legends, uh, rock legends oh, yes. that they managed to get in there. Like Ozzy Osbourne, they got Lemmy involved in that as well. They mm -hmm. got- um, Rob uh, Alford, yeah. Yeah, you got Rob Alford Beautiful. in there. Like, like that fit the tone of the game really well. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed it. Um, so it can work out really well. But mm -hmm. sometimes, as is in the case of uh, Sonya Blade being voiced by uh, Ronda oh, Rousey, that was one of the worst voice acting gigs that I've ever heard. <laughs> like, you can imagine them in the studio, just kind of like, now Ronda, that was great and all, what you said there, but try not reading it like you're reading it off the back of a cereal box <laughs> and actually put some emotion into it. It's just like, emotion? What's that? I try don't understand it that. As if you haven't just learned English that morning. I mean, I'm being yeah, too like, harsh. I'm not a professional voice actor, but it I was very the, noticeable. If I was in the VO booth, right, I would just like put down, you know, a little like button they have to communicate with the people inside the booth. <laughs> They'd like Clem Fandango style. I'd be like, uh -huh. now, uh, Rhonda, I just have one question here. And I am barring the doors because I am genuinely afraid of you. <laughs> Are you an alien? Do you understand how human emotion works? Do you Can do you, you any, move your like, mouth? concept of what our lexicon is like because you are just saying words here and putting intonations in that even Shatner's saying is a bit too much oh god it was the thing is I didn't because I like Ronda Rousey until she went off the deep end she was kind of in terms of like a martial artist and I thought that yeah. it, that record-breaking win that she had in 15 seconds was cool mm -hmm. and she was fine and fast and the furious so when she got signed for Mortal Kombat and then she started talking to Sonya I was like that's cool that's Ronda Rousey's voice but then yeah. Other there's, than that, there, there, there it's is a not reason good. why we are not hearing you speak. Like, it's yeah, exactly. Like... It's uh, yeah, it wasn't one of the best. I think it depends how distracting it is and how much, like I said, how much they actually bring to the table, as opposed mm -hmm. to, oh my god, guys, look, we got such and such, and then what do you actually do with that? Because um, it's weird in Death Stranding, like you said, you really liked um, like uh, Sam uh, Bridges played by Norman mm -hmm. Reedus. It's weird now because I feel like Norman Reedus has commented a few times on the reality of the way that stuff was filmed. And he was just like, I didn't really know what was going on. I just was, I walked over there for a bit and I picked something up and I did something else. And then I, and that was it. And then now it's this whole thing. And so he doesn't really know what it is. And so like looking at the uh, director's cut where now he's racing cars and he's like yeah. doing little dances. And it's like, he, Norman Reedus has nothing to do with what his model is actually <laughs> being done. Yeah. Like God only knows what, <laughs> what the so, coders so have done. So in actuality, of the two between Conan O'Brien and uh, uh, Norman Reedus, uh -huh. Conan O'Brien actually had more understanding of his role within the thing because he Probably. at least had his dialogue and was told by Hideo Kojima, this is the character you are playing. Yeah. Sam, uh, Sam Re um, Norman Reedus is basically just that like, <laughs> yeah, just uh, I've got my face plastered and everything. Well, I mean, uh, Mads Mikkelsen like sort of famously said like around the time of the game coming out that he had no idea what it was about. And he was just sort of like, he was like, Hideo Kojima is a very pleasant man and I got on with him very well, but I don't, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. 
doing or what I'm saying or what any of it is. And you can tell that when you watch it back. Like, it's just a series of dialogue lines delivered in a certain order. That that game is absolute insanity. I kind of love it, but it is insane. But yeah. In a way, I can't <laughs> wait for the, for the director's cut because it's like, it's one of those things where like, roll a dice and mm. consult a table of random elements and just be like, <laughs> hey, look, we're adding this into the game. No one could have predicted that racing was going to be part of this I know. Game. You think he's just got a big twist on Matt where he's got sort of like racing games, fighting mini game, quick time event. He just sort of jumps on it and then whatever he lands, he's just like, right guys, we're doing we're doing this now. Well, I recently said that um, Death Stranding is the equivalent of take, you know when people say use the expression, uh, throw stuff at the wall and see what mm. sticks. Yes. He threw stuff at the wall and just took the entire wall with him. Like he was just like <laughs> everything, everything's kit. Just staples it all to the wall, <laughs> yeah, exactly. carries it with him. Um, next question from Rex Wolfley. Uh, you've been given a single dose of truth serum. Who are you using it on and what information are you hoping to get? Um, I'm using it on Peter Molyneux and Good. I'm asking him to basically just answer any question at all. Any question. Peter, how old are you? Well, Ooh. time foretold that once an acorn sprouted and on that tree that then grew, there were three rings and the three rings said, Peter Molyneux doth thee. And it's like, no, Peter, oh. give me a simple, straightforward He just puts answer. his hand out. He just expects a £50 note every now and then. He just, he just needs you, paying. Do you know what I'd ask him? I'd Come ask on. him, like, did you ever ever believe that project milo was ever going to i was work. just gonna say you're a that. liar you're a liar if anyone hasn't watched the project milo footage because it's it's hilarious to go to think what we were like when we watched that and go well it could be that could because it was like it was the original version of the connect and it was this whole idea that a little boy was living inside your xbox and the gameplay demo that they showed the tech demo or whatever was this uh woman i forget Kate what her name milo was. Hey, okay. And she's uh, she's talking to him, and it's all in real time, and it's so clearly fake now. But at the time, <laughs> it was like, oh my god, maybe this is the this is the future. There's the bit where she like goes, hey, Milo, why don't you write down your thoughts on a piece of paper and hands him <laughs> the paper at the exact time the paper appears at the top screen. It's, it's like, I'm sorry, the processing power of that is like yeah. at the time would have been more than like MIT would have had. The like, bit when um, there's a bit when he goes, he wants to go swimming or something, and he oh, throws yeah. her a pair of goggles and then she sort of like catches nothing in midair and then it cuts back to Molyneux being like did you see that did you see did you realize that like actually he threw them and she instinctually knew to grab the goggles <laughs> and I'm like because you told her because it's yeah, fake she's, oh. because she's a paid actress and yeah. this is literally a recorded session god the Molyneux era was uh was a runaway Mad. train I think mine would also be a game related thing I would just ask Jim Ryan what the living f Sony are doing right now like there's the oh, whole thing with man. Horizons controversy there's the whole thing with their lack of a plan for cross-gen stuff there's the whole thing with them just not really seeming to know what a PlayStation 5 game is. Um, I would love some clarification because compared to like how laser focused Xbox is, I just look at everything Sony are doing and I'm just like, do you do you know why you brought a console out? Do you have any idea what you're actually doing with this? Because it's just so all I'm over just, the place. I'm just imagining them just sort of hands in their pockets, kicking rocks and just, like, just some of the doing it. We got hassle me, Scott. We got hassle me. I just, just want to bring out a console, man. Look, just like buy it if you want, right? But you know. yeah, sure. I've got no games. And, yeah, I can't. I get the, <laughs> the uh, components need to uh, meet uh, demand. But yeah, just let me alone, Scott. Just let me alone, mate. It's whatever, mate. You know, I'm not one of those squares. You get, you get your game pass. You get whatever you want. Leave yeah, me alone. Yeah. Go, go get an Xbox. Go get it. I don't even want you. I don't even want you here. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that, yeah, the whole thing with Sony is just been ridiculous. Um, next question from Nathan Paxton. Kotaku have been really been... Had a blur... 
Kotaku have really been putting out some incendiary articles lately, and it's rubbed many people the wrong way. What do you think is going on over there? What are your opinions on the site as a whole? Have you been keeping up with the the state of Kotaku recently? Uh, fill me in, mate. What's going on? What's going well, on? This, this, this question will be because of the they did an article called "If you're going to cover, if you're going to preview Far Cry 6, at least do it right." And they started calling out other. Uh, it was written by written by Ethan Gark or Ethan Gatch. Um, and they okay. started calling out, they started quoting other previews from IGN. Um, I forget which other ones they included, but they're, and the thing is, the overall point they were making is valid. They wanted to make a point that you can't just cover another Far Cry game and just say it's more of the same Far Cry. You have to delve, or they were saying, you have to delve into the um, political reality, the social political reality of the country that the thing is set in. You have to look at the way that war is portrayed. You have to look at the way the conflict is portrayed and look at the ethnicities that you're drawing from and the way you paint these people as villains. Um, that is a whole massive conversation yeah, and a valid one. A- very big conversation. Um, and that's a great conversation to have. The reality of what came from them saying, look, if you're going to do this, do it right. Here's how you do it right. Was just people going, well, all that coverage is out there. Like if you go to XYZ website, here are smaller outlets who aren't IGN who are talking about that stuff. You just haven't done a wider sweep before doing your angry article. Yeah. And so, there's, yeah. There's, it's also one of those things where like uh, trying to take aim at sites like IGN for having very, let's just call it uh, sugar-coated coverage for it. Sometimes, Is, yeah. is to, deep, to dive deeper into the entire nature of the gaming industry and paid for reviews, paid for previews, mm. early access stuff. Like there is a reason why these certain huge outlets get treated like absolute like celebrities and mm-hmm. royalty whenever they are presented with new games. It's because they want positive coverage, however and whatever it costs. Mm-hmm. So are you really surprised you're going to go over there and get a nice like candy coated, hey, Far Cry 6 is great. It's just big and really mm-hmm. cool explosions. And now there's a dog. Can you pet the dog? Ha 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 sort of thing. I think also there's a whole other side of it where at that stage in a game's life cycle, everyone just wants it to be good. And I think that, yeah. like, I think that's completely valid too. I think that you need to, I, there was always that thing. I remember when Video Gamer used to be doing the rounds, back when our own Simon Miller was at Video Gamer. And there was a whole mm-hmm. conversation around getting to know your reviewer and getting to know what they're into. And and his example back then was that he loved Batman. And so he was like, look, if if Batman comes out, and I remember when Arkham Knight came out, he was like, come to me because I'll tell you if it's a good Batman game yeah, because yeah. he knows that. And me when I was younger, and I still mostly agree with this, I don't think you can put the impetus on the overall mainstream audience to build that relationship with individual reviewers, but I would suggest you do that. And I think that once you know what people's specialities are, then that'll line up with your own yeah. tastes. And I, it's it's a bigger investment, but it pays I off. Do, I do find it quite difficult because it's like, uh, we, for example, have a uh, an example of this, mm. in that we are a small team of very passionate gamers, mm-hmm. um, but we all have different likes and dislikes within the, uh, the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, uh, let's just say for example i'm a huge racing video game fan and you're not but you mm-hmm. get given the racing oh, game like racing in question games. let's just say this oh, right, right. you're not though um and you get given the race the code for this brand new racing game you will absolutely crap on that game because you don't like that genre yet if i was given <laughs> that i might sing its praises more so because of the fact that i love that genre but it might also give me a better critical evaluation because i've played more games from mm. that to uh, sing its praises or detract from it mm-hmm. now the problem is, is that when our um, fans like log into our videos, they don't know who's presenting each video. They don't know who's uh, covering which uh, article or review. So mm-hmm. sometimes our our opinions are complete as as our opinions as a company are completely wildly different yeah. because it's down to the individual. But we have to give a 
concurrent face of this is what what culture gaming thinks about this yeah or topic i think also but i think a, a mark of a good reviewer is also being able to separate subjectivity and objectivity literally saying yeah, like yeah. you know this game mechanic is solid these graphics this, this rendering this this stuff is really really solid this objective measure has been achieved versus i personally like for me if i was talking about if there was a new def jam game i'd be comparing yeah. it to the old ones and talk about how much yeah. i love that but mm-hmm. there has to be a way to separate those things and i think that that's that's a whole other conversation on how reviews yeah, I, are I, done i, I yeah. wonder how you'd even go about doing that whether or not you would say like um as in the example you gave earlier Mm. if there is a new batman game then this guy this guy and this guy will be the people who will be reviewing that so uh Mm. go follow them on like instagram twitter whatever and make sure that you keep up to date with their views and opinions because they're going to be the only coverage uh only coverage of batman that we have on this site is by these three people Mm -hmm. but you can't do that necessarily in a huge ever moving industry that has so many games coming out and stuff like that i think it's i think it's it's always case by case it depends what's being reviewed i think that someone like you and would be able to give a way more detailed why this is great for Batman fans style review because he knows all the comics inside out and he knows that wider media but I also think that there is a way to do a a review for a mainstream audience that touches on the subjectivities and touches on the objectivities and gives a through line review like you know overall is this a quality product worth your time as an underscore to the whole thing I feel like um, if we look at the uh, IGN review video uh, format, they go through mm. the classic motions of like, does it look good? Does it sound good? Does it do this mm-hmm. sort of thing? They never really go into like deep dive territory with their reviews. And I'm just using that as a demonstration. They example, do as follow ups, but I think, but they are very yeah. much going for that mainstream audience. And that's who they yeah. are, like entirely. Yeah. And the thing is, is that you have to get your review almost because of the nature of YouTube now and the length of videos being uh, like, you know, people don't stay past like three minutes on those yeah. cases. They put, people don't even stay past the first just, Is it good? Cases. Yes, no. Yeah. And no. so and so in terms of like going back around to the article in question, calling out Far Cry 6 and having to look into the socio-political nature of those games, mm-hmm. either you make a video where your review is entirely based around that and then you talk about the game or you go down the review of, is the game actually good? I have to just do all this mm. because I need to get it out the door and what is well, best for the views and stuff like that. The thing that's really interesting with them is that like they are touching on, they're almost lining up with that. So, because there is that mob of people who absolutely dog IGN when they, or someone like IGN when they do yeah. anything. IGN yeah, seems yeah. to get the worst of it. Um, but there is that sort of thing of like, we're not the games media, you know, we are hardcore gamers and we're not going to go to IGN and F that. And we know what people really like and it's not this. And I think those conversations are all fascinating too. Um, but Kotaku going down this route is almost them saying like look um they're not doing it right they're not reviewing stuff right because they're just giving you the same copy paste style preview yeah. that you've had in this case five times before and that's only the main installments and um, stick with us we've got you know we we're going to do the, the real stuff um, yeah. and i feel like that's an interesting pivot when you're kotaku i think that that's a whole thing and like their new editor-in-chief is uh, patricia hernandez she replaced Stephen totillo earlier this year and i feel like that whole shift and i i champion identity and i champion their mm-hmm. th- them having a site identity if they want to be uh big and boisterous and you know they want to peep like like piss people off and do whatever do it man like i yeah, yeah i'm game for that like i mean i'm west you're still free to comment on it as an audience like that it makes yeah. for fascinating conversations like and it means that they stand out from the likes of ign so uh, it, it i think that's what they're like, trying to do is stand out yeah it becomes like a marketing tool for them like if they can get absolutely talking about it and irate enough about it who at the end of the day they've got publicity and mm-hmm. what you're talking about is kotaku that's the thing, thing is like there's like, there's obviously like limits to it because it's pure clickbait. Like as soon as you see the title, oh, if you're going to review Far Cry 6, at least do it, do it right or preview it. Yeah. You have to click to see what Ethan Gack means and he's getting a lot of traffic to that site. It's a fine line. Um, but, I think in this, yeah. in this case, from what you've described, it's a very clever way of doing it. And I feel yeah. like it's very good to call out certain uh, review outlets if they are just doing the copy paste format. Um, it's just whether or not it can be backed up. 
Like, mm-hmm. I hope that I hope for their sake that they don't just go piss everyone off, shake the hornet's <laughs> nest, and then just go and their Far Cry 6 review mentions nothing of the things that they have just discussed and well, raised it, it re- at this point. It reminds me so much of, across the last few years, Forbes started doing a lot more game coverage, and you started seeing Eric mm-hmm. Kane, I forgot what you call the other dude, um, and they did really, really intelligently done, and this is not an insult at all, intelligently done clickbait, where they would get you in, because whatever the talking point of the time was, they would have this immaculately phrased title that would either go against whatever the talking point was or they'd reinforce something and obviously they fully believed it um, and they were writing these pieces and they did they were on google all the time um, and I, I remember going to forbes's homepage because i was like forbes doing game coverage and they yeah, didn't imagine. have a gaming game saving section on their homepage, but there is a knack to doing that and i think a lot of people especially in gaming like those counterculture opinions because they make for the best in-person water cooler conversations anyway yeah. so I don't know, like, my overall thing is I absolutely see what they're doing. They've got a new editor-in-chief, so they're just, like you said, throwing everything at the wall kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's fascinating, but it is very incendiary. It is very, gets people's backs up. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Um, but yeah, all this subject matter, I think, is fascinating. Yeah, cool. I, I mean, I, I'm going to actually go and read some of these articles now. Mm. I want to go and see where the progression is happening. Because uh, the other thing, hopefully... not to not to spit it all the way out again, but the other thing is um, they did an article on the XCOM mobile game, and they yeah. called it SHIT, um, yeah. which became a whole thing of how dare you, how dare you say that, because you've gone so far, you can't say that it's that. And I was like, if the dude thinks that it is, that writer thinks that it's literal SHIT, then yeah, yeah call it that. Like, that's yeah. that's fine. Like, you it's always one, the word it, out. It's one of those things where you've got, like, the classic Americanism of it's the freedom of speech. Uh, mm. You can say whatever you want on the internet, but just don't be, a very, uh, don't be offended by people mm-hmm. saying shut up because of the fact that you are allowed <laughs> to say whatever you want, but it doesn't protect you from what, once you've said it sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like. The final thing I'll say for, for Kotaku is that it's hilarious. If you go on their website, look at any of their incendiary articles, look at the URL, chances are they've changed it because 
even that the SHIT one that I mentioned, uh, I'm only spelling it out because we're on the platform yeah, where you can't yeah. swear. Um, they changed it to crap or they changed it to doesn't look very good. And uh, in the case of the Far Cry one, they've changed it to something else as well. So it's always kind of funny looking at what they initially went with and had to change. Yeah. Um, but yes, overall, Kotaku making waves. Um, mm. Next question from Coach Marv. Um, being a little bit behind the curtain with a deeper knowledge of the industry, do you ever feel it hinders your ability to blindly enjoy or appreciate a game? Do you wish you could receive a game with a blissfully naive approach or do you think you'd still react the same? That's a tough one to answer because mm. yes, sometimes looking inside the sausage factory isn't a pleasant <laughs> experience, especially when you just want to be like, I remember a time when I just either bought games or just played games mm. and I just judged them on their own merits. I didn't focus on the preamble lead. I didn't get swept up in the marketing. I didn't get uh, mm. all, all the follow-up stuff of the like uh, so-and-so who was attached to this product is now like completely gone off the rails and therefore we should all pin this actually <laughs> decent game and stuff like that. It's, it's just one of those things where like, being out of the the maelstrom in the eye of the hurricane where it's actually calm is is was quite pleasant mm -hmm. but it's the classic sense of ignorance is bliss if you mm -hmm. don't know where your food is coming from if you don't know where your games are coming from you don't know who's manufacturing writing creating if you don't know if the strains and stresses that people are put under but in the industry to make these amazing titles then yes you can go and enjoy the game but sometimes maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should mm. stand up for the people, the individuals who are making and suffering uh, for our entertainment. Uh, and I do think that, yeah, it is actually quite essential to uh, do your own research, as the quote would be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's one of the, I mean, it, this is going to be the weirdest comparison, but I remember going to buy a phone from Phones for You and I hadn't researched <laughs> it. I just wanted a new phone. I just sat down and I was yeah. like, I want a new phone. And the dude gave me this ring around rigmarole BS. Uh, and tried to sell me two SIM cards and an extra phone and a separate contract plan. So I would be oh, paying man. two for like half a year. And I had to like step in halfway through that and be like, I don't want any of this stuff. I just yeah. want a new phone. Yeah. And I remember literally committing for the rest of my life. I'm going to research everything that I'm going yeah. into. Um, and I also think I mean, to bring it back to video games, I think you get more out of it um, when you do know more about the technical aspects. Some things, even like a lightning engine can seem way more impressive yeah. if you know the the history of lightning engines or mm -hmm. whatever it is. But like, like you said, there is that reality to not even thinking about the wider machinations of the industry and just going like, oh, cool, the new Assassin's Creed's out or whatever and not yeah. having and just being able to enjoy it. The, the one thing, because um, at some point I'm going to do a list on the downsides of working in the industry. I yep. think is reviews like if you get something early it's just you playing it and like yeah. i miss everybody getting something at launch and we're all talking about it and like i miss that i feel like that's yeah. the one thing that is not that great i remember when um sekiro came out and it was a case of like i played it early and i played with uh, down in london with you mm -hmm. and then we'd obviously had the uh, review copy sent in early as well and i was like hammering through that and i just came in and i was just i want to be able to talk about it with friends yeah. but every single person here does not want to hear me talk about it because they want to experience it for themselves that happens every time the, the more and story driven the more you can't say yeah and it just it really sucked because i remember for like the week afterwards we were at the lunch tables and like everyone was just like oh i've got to this bit here and in my mind i'm like oh you just wait buddy you just wait <laughs> and i'm just like and they're like oh did you enjoy that bit jules and i'm like I, in retrospect i can't say what i know right, so right. I just like yes at that time i enjoyed that bit <laughs> it's just again they're trying to and obviously it's not some like oh woe is us one percent thing but if anything no, i no. want to tell people who don't review games hey look by the way you're actually mostly fine because like unless you love the idea of the exclusivity side of it and getting something at least oh. just as a thing you can totally just play it at launch with all your friends
I tell you what, another one of these one percenter bitch and moan sessions. It's like <laughs> I love being love it when we get to go to these behind the scenes events and get to play these games early, see these uh, sort of trailers and mm-hmm. virtual slice gameplays. That is fantastic because being able to board the hype train first is sometimes the best feeling. Yeah, but. I am getting very sick of the technical jargon that we see recycled in every <laughs> single one. It's not like, it won't have loot boxes. It does have loot boxes. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it, this one here is like um, using a brand new game engine. It's recycled assets from you the previous game. You play your way, which just yeah, it's like, you are in complete rooms. control. It's like, yeah, you'll be logging in every day as a games of service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think all, like, that's the thing. And you start noticing those patterns as well. And you start realizing the marketing spiel. You start realizing yeah. the formulaic aspect of stuff. Um, there was something that I looked at, I think I can't even think what it's called, Ultra Age, I think it's called. Okay. Um, and it looks it looks solid enough, but I sort of looked at it and went, okay, that's a platinum style action game with like, you know, this loot system or this weapon system. I've seen these things before. Yeah. And it starts making you siphon stuff off as not just getting as generally excited because you are studying the medium, you are studying yep. the industry and you're studying those mechanics. So yeah, it's there's pros and cons to both sides, but you're not as fully missing out on stuff as you might think you are. I no. think that there's there's absolutely a ton of positives to just enjoying the industry oh. from afar. And there's also a thing as well as that as much uh, benefits as we will definitely uh, mm. spout about working on the inner circle, as it were, mm-hmm. you do still get treated like an absolute mug <laughs> by some publishers, man. Like there, there are times where we can't even get codes because the publisher just doesn't like us. There's other times where like they just won't respond or the best case. I mean, I must have told this story before about mm-hmm. us trying to get code of hired gun. The right. Necromunda game, yeah, and yeah, yeah. they wrote to you, and it was like you wrote back. Was like, they were like, "Are you interested in the code for this game?" And you're like, "Yes, I'm interested in the code for this game." And they just didn't respond to you. I'm sure sent you more something. emails. Yeah. They sent you more emails saying, "Are you are you interested?" It's like, "Yes, I am." What do I need to? They do? They don't need to like fly a biplane over the developers' like building or something. Yeah, I mean, we've never had anyone say that they didn't like us. We've just had people not respond to stuff, and it's just oh, like, 2K well, two K don't like us. Two K do not yeah. like us, man. Yeah, oh, we had the struggle getting a uh, whole. Oh, there was WWE that whole yeah. the whole the whole thing. Yeah, there's yeah. there's been like. I guess there's been instances in the past. Um, last question from Travis Webb. What game announcement would blow your mind? Oh, man. Would blow your fair, mind, Jules Girl. Well, recently what blew my mind was that No More Heroes 3 just dropping out of like, <laughs> seemingly nowhere, even though it technically was announced and everyone was aware of it. Apparently Still I just was arrived. In. What would be really exciting for me is uh, if a game like um because obviously did you see that skate was getting like a bit of a remake and oh yeah totally yeah so like everything's like that all of my games of the past are coming back mm. if they could ever see it in their heart to re-announce that ssx was coming back in some mm. form, that would be absolutely spectacular i would enjoy that why is lot. there not because my go-to is i want a collection i want hd collection i want a max Payne trilogy i feel mm-hmm. like i mentioned that every other week i want a max mm-hmm. Payne trilogy 4k 60 thing and i want def jam i want def jam fight for new york i just yeah. want that i don't need it to be overhauled <laughs> or anything that game is beautiful i play it on psp because i have to i can play it anywhere else and so I love that game, but I just I just want that. Just put it on, just put it on the new system and make it 4K 60. I'm buying ready to rumble boxing rumble oh, yeah, punchy Creed, type yeah. Creed Champions Rocky Dennis because I want to play that because I just need to scratch the arcade punching itch. And there's not where's Def Jam? Where did it go? I just I can't I don't Ladies know. Just, you can't see how pained he is. Where His expression it went. It's just so I like just please don't... just. 
I don't know. We can get ABBA in 2021, but we can't get a Def Jam. Like, what are if we they, doing? If, if Microsoft ever just came up and just said, look, listen, we're actually going to release a new <laughs> Rare game, that would be fantastic. Because I know we got in Perfect Dark mm. at some point in the future, but it'd be great if they could bring back something else. Like, mm-hmm. there's, t- there's tons of video game announcements. Like, in terms of, like, trying to narrow down his question into, um, do, do we want, like, a remaster, a remake, or a brand new game, or a continuation in a franchise? There's mm. so many to choose from. Um, just trying I to want a new one... Metal Gear. Give me a new like that it level won't of happen. it won't no, happen. I, know, I know that's the thing i blow my mind i just give me give me kojima with a new ip that isn't death stranding but is the west the east meets west ideology of metal gear because there's been nothing like that since now yeah, remember that, that one game that was uh what was it called um oh, oh it, the one called? that the art director did something survive was it called ah, oh, yeah. that's gonna annoy me, that's the, gonna annoy it's me. Yoji Shinkawa, the art director and he did it wasn't lost judgment no that's the that's a completely different game last survivor or something like that. it was something, something remember what whatever it was. that game it, is it just, was very it just metal stole gear. it just stole the art style and the fact that yeah. there was metal gears in it and then it was just another cat game <laughs> <laughs> and we are actually going to end on very one very yeah, quick yeah. question go with your gut for this question so this is from jared okay. Liebergen, who says which game do you like more super metroid or... la, 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 la. which game Ooh, do you like more it's not a game i've heard of before <laughs> which game do you like more super metroid or castlevania symphony of the night castlevania symphony of the night my super dude metroid. oh really yeah Aww. i think well i think for, I, castlevania symphony of the night and it's not to say that one tiny thing breaks the whole game but i hate how much you get knocked back when you get hit in that game but i just I, don't I, I just want to play it i don't want I think, to get knocked back across the level I think it was because it was my first sort of like Castlevania experience um, mm. because I got it for the PlayStation 1 and I was just like, oh, me meow, this is a good <laughs> ass game. I love the graphical style. I love the uh, way that it had map exploration. So you go mm-hmm. like and get new stats and new uh, items game. and then go back through the castle. I just found myself just being so immersed in it, wanting to explore every single room in that. And uh, mm-hmm. hasn't, uh, do you know what? A Castlevania title hasn't, not even Bloodstained Ritual of the Night uh, really captured my interest as much as that did. That to no. me was like, the peak um, mm-hmm. Castlevania. A lot of people probably would say that there's um, oh, there's, God, there's some that came out for the Game Boy Advance that were apparently amazing. I haven't had oh, a chance God. to play them. Book there's, of something. Yeah. There's the there's the one that they're bringing back for the HD re-releasey thing. Yeah. Um, which is set in like modern Japan or something, but it's all anime style. That's Dude's got a white coat one. on. I like the, I like Aye. the idea of them being that risky with it. Uh, I know it's an older game, but I like the idea of bringing that to a wider audience. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just be Super Metroid. I absolutely love mm-hmm. Samus. Can't wait for Metroid Dread. But overall, I love a good Metroid, and Super Metroid is like a, just a perfect engine of a game. Um, but yes, for now, this has been the Untitled Banner Podcast. Check the our Twitters next week mm-hmm. on a Thursday afternoon. We'll put out another, t- uh, another tweet, ask for different questions, different thoughts, different whatever things you'd like us to talk about. But for now, this has been the Untitled Banner Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tailford, joined by Jules Gill. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you all very much for listening to us, and we will catch you all next week. Bye-bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
Hi, I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today we're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us.